You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome back to Fly on the Call. Today I'm coming at you with a Fly on the Call first, speaking with an instrumental band. Speak Memory is a mathy, emo, etc. band from Oklahoma. We're getting ready to release their first EP since 2014 this Friday, May 21st. As you may be able to guess by the title Adirondack and the tracks Trails, Lakes, and Cabin, they're very much about creating their own musical environment. Our conversation hits on the history of the project and the emotions they seek to convey with their music, as well as some talk about their live show and physical release of Adirondack. Enjoy. this being like the first speak memory release since 2014 i kind of wanted to just get a little bit of history about the band and learn kind of more about how you got to this point yeah definitely so the band started uh it's kind of hit uh hard to pinpoint when exactly we started uh we we didn't play our first show until late 2011 um but i was we were uh, working on getting it all together um, around 2010 um for a while it was just the the drummer and i and we, we didn't find a bass player until maybe a year later uh, in which case that's how we uh, got in touch with Bartiz because he was like a mutual friend of um of someone outside of the band and uh, they connected us together and I, I can't I can't remember if we had talked like prior to like he, he wanted to jam and everything. I think it was like the day of that. He was like, hey, you know, I'm looking forward to this. Um, and it was like our first time interacting. And you know, from from that day that we practiced, uh, we just became real good friends and just a guy that's been in my corner ever since. Originally, when we started, we were under a different name. Uh, it was a. a unpronounceable german word that i pronounce tonderadai uh but if you come across someone who's more fluent in german uh they probably are pronouncing it in the correct way <laughs> <laughs> and originally i had gotten that name from a uh, from a poem uh and what that i read in one of my german classes in college uh called under under der linden um and it was like a romeo and juliet type of story where it's like uh, these two people who really love each other, they meet under this tree to, you know, discuss how things have been going to express their feelings for one another away from their family. And uh, I don't know, I, I like stuff like that, kind of like the, you know, romantic type stuff. So I was like, oh, oh this would be cool. And, you know, it would be different. Um, and then kind of a few years into it, like no one knows how to spell our name or even pronounce <laughs> it, and I I just got to thinking from a marketing standpoint, this this is probably a death sentence if we don't change it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then speak memory uh, came about, which my friend Calvin recommended the name for me, like because uh, it's based off of a autobiography by Vladimir Novikov, and. He basically, you know, describes his life story and his autobiography. 
and you know talks about like the pain he went through or what made him the person that you know he was up to that point and you know that that was another thing that i gravitated towards because i um even though we're primarily an instrumental band i write based off of past experience and i have like particular stories in my head um that kind of reflect through my guitar playing like the, the emotion and that sort of thing so so i thought uh, this would work and you know and obviously it's easily pronounceable um the the only the only struggle is like we have people leave out the comma that's in between uh speak and memory so <laughs> uh, which is it's not that big of a of a deal it's it's whatever and i mean you mentioned like that bringing of the emotion into the instrumental music which you know it's i feel like that's kind of a challenge in itself you know being that there's not the spoken word to like latch onto can you talk a little bit about what that process is like for you yeah so a lot of uh how i go about that is i you know i'm primarily primarily influenced by a lot of old school emo stuff so you know christy front drive and men roll like uh, christy front drive especially i felt like you know th- they had vocals but a lot of the time it was just instrumental like it was just more of the music that, that was that you heard more than like vocals or lyrics i, I don't even think they had lyric sheets and in, in their uh in the booklets like it, it, they were kind of one of those bands. Like, well, if you want to guess what we're talking about, figure it out on your own. <laughs> <laughs> but it, 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 but the instrumentation with bands like that, like I could kind of feel like, oh, there's there's something going on behind this. I, I don't know what they're going through, but but I can really identify strangely in some way. Um, so it's I, I I've tried to like grab on to what it was that bands like them did and try to apply it to what I'm doing, but obviously set it in a more modern setting. So it doesn't sound outdated or anything, which not saying like to me, Christy Front Drive, Mineral, Roadside Monument, those bands still sound fresh to me, but you know, it, you know, to do something that you would hear in like a 2021. And I'm curious, do you like, do you tend to see people connecting with the specific emotions that you're like kind of trying to get out there with the music or do they seem to just kind of connect with the, the music itself on a more surface level? Um, it, it's half and half. Um, it, it really depends on uh, who you're talking to. Like um, we do have a lot of people from around here in Oklahoma city that enjoy us just because like they're musicians too. So they, they just gravitate to the musicianship like oh you know look at him do that on the drums or oh look at him like loop that guitar note and just add to it but then you have other people who kind of, who do feel something like they do like i have one person describe the music as sounding like you know there's sadness in it but at the same time there's there's a bit of hope a bit of optimism and uh you know and i i'd, I'd say I, I i would get behind that you know it's basically relating from whatever it is that we go through in life and you know just applying it to the the music in some way like yeah we have ups and downs we get sad 
but in the end, like we're optimistic to what the future holds and to whatever opportunities are presented. The obvious theme on the record kind of revolves around nature with the title Adirondack and then the, the tracks, trails, lakes, and cabin. Um, can you talk a little about kind of what that inspiration, how that served you during the writing process? Yeah. So I think around the, the time that I was writing those psalms, I, I was going through a heavy time. Uh, uh, one of my dogs had passed away uh, because of like this disease that you don't normally like even the vets never came across anything like that like a sort of leukemia of sorts and uh my my grandma had passed away and you know just heavy stuff like that that just made me want to you know kind of get away from it all like kind of escape to to somewhere where i could clear my head and kind of balance myself out and you know, so like kind of the escapism vibe. So which albums like maybe, you know, Pulp's Follow the Satellite Years uh, had a big influence on on that. I chose uh, Adirondack uh, just because I, I love the mountains. Uh, I, I love Mother Nature. And um, I had never been, but it's always a place that I've wanted to visit that I've had uh, friends who have visited who have nothing but um, nice things to say about it. So, um, you know, I, I, I figure th- this would be perfect to kind of deal with what it is I'm going through right now. And I know at this point, it's been kind of recorded for almost a year and a half. I'm curious kind of what the process was to get to this point and what made now the right time to release it. Well, right now, I, I felt it was a good time to release it um, just because I I do feel, I mean, there's still unknowns uh, with what's going on in the world, um, but I do feel a sense of optimism of kind of getting back to some kind of normalcy, uh, whatever that ends up being. We'll we'll see. Um, but I, I figure now would it, would be the good time to let's put this out there. Uh, all of us have been through. A really rough year and uh this is this would help uh try to go through those emotions and try to get us back to how we were feeling before all of this happened i'm normally like not really much of a music video person but i think the fact that i didn't kind of have to worry about a vocal performance allowed me to really appreciate the video for trails in a different way and almost kind of like gave a sense of urgency to it. Can you talk a little about that video and how it came together? Yeah. So there's a a guy from Oklahoma City, David, who has this video company called Muted Imagery. And he's done a few videos for some other bands. Um, and he does really great work. And the, the way that he does, does his videos, uh, there, there's a story behind it, good visuals. Um, so... I went with him and just wanted to see, hey, this is what I had in mind, like with trails, uh, trying to give it like a eternal sunshine uh, kind of vibe where these two people trying to reconnect after a long time of not seeing each other and just having these, uh, these memories of one another and just going on the journey to reconnect again. 
And of course, you know, minus like the, you know, what appear to be like brain damage uh, in, in eternal sunshine, but you know, uh, just to, just to make it sweet to reconnect the, these two people that, you know, just want to be together and want to be happy in a world that doesn't seem to want to allow people <laughs> to, to be happy. Yeah, and that kind of goes along with the sort of less obvious theme on the album that, you know, is written about in the bio, which is kind of like unrequited love and that as kind of something that you were working through as you uh, worked on these tunes. I'd love to hear a little bit about kind of why that's an important thing for listeners to know and what you hope people will like get out of it. Um, I think the biggest struggle in my life is trying to find someone that I can connect with that feels the same way back. And, you know, there are these, op- these moments where come across someone, you get a good vibe and it turns out in the end, the, uh, the feeling wasn't mutual. So it's trying to channel through that disappointment in a way that only I, I feel like that I could, which, you know, pick up a guitar, play some gnarly riffs, add some effects and you know make it as pretty and sad as possible well you know being a little hopeful at the same time for sure <laughs> and um one of the songs that stands out to me a lot is lakes um for a couple reasons the first kind of being the the pop punky like driving intro which isn't really something that i you i typically expect from like a math rocky band uh, i'm curious like what kind of went into to the creation of that yeah so what's funny about that song is it was actually the first song we had written after we put out our, our first EP value to survival back in 2014. Um, it sounded a lot different back then. Cause like we had the pop punk drums and everything that you hear on the recording. Um, it was about the same up until it got to the end where it was just me on guitar playing and, our bassist at the time was doing these uh, weird effects uh, during me playing. Once we uh, reconnected and wanted to play that song again, we uh, JT, the drummer, wanted to try something different this time around. And while we were jamming it, we were kind of getting like a police vibe like with his uh, drumming style and everything. Because he was listening to a lot of Stuart Copeland at the time. And, you know, I, I'm a big police fan uh synchronicities i mean it's probably everyone's favorite album but it, you know it's up there like i would say at least top top 20 you know it had some impact on me in some way so it was kind of cool to be able to get that vibe out at the end of the song and it just kind of brought some new life into it and and it made that that more interesting because it's like yeah you know you have like this you know fat records kind of drumming style that's going on and then at the end it's like oh you know it's this kind of reggae-ish whatever (laughs) happening at the end so but most importantly i i want i wanted us to do a song that just would surprise people like as soon as they listen to it you know they'd be like whoa i was not expecting this and can you talk a little bit about kind of like that creative process of blending in those additional influences? Yeah. So uh, the way that it, it works um, is I'll present 
a guitar part to the guys and and we, and we just kind of dissect from there and and we add our our own influences into it so um i i always whenever i write something i, I let it be known that hey this this isn't set in stone and i feel you guys are way better musicians than i am so whatever you're feeling would uh make the song a little more interesting or you know would catch the listener's attention just go ahead and let me know what what you want to try and we'll we'll do it so and i and i trust them and they're like we're all on the same page as far as uh what we listen to um i'd say cody and jt like they kind of lean towards more like the metal side of things but overall it's like we're in the math rock uh we're been to emo hardcore bindi um so uh, we just kind of like mix all of what we enjoy um, into a pod and just kind of see what comes out of it if it sounds good then we'll keep going if it doesn't then we'll we'll try something different until it satisfies those i mean the other thing that stands out about lakes is the fact that there are vocals on the track which the, the stylistically kind of goes back to what you're saying about like christy front drive and stuff where it's like they're kind of hazy and you can like if you're listening closely, you can maybe make out every other word. Can you talk a little bit about that kind of like decision to bring those in uh, as a primarily instrumental band? Yeah. So, uh, and I've been telling people this since the beginning, but I, I've always, I've always wanted vocals and speak memory. And there have been times where we've tried out vocalists um, that I felt like, Oh, they would be perfect to, to add vocals, but uh, just, no one was that committed and you know giving it a try so it just kind of left it um on the side to the side for a while but it's always something i've wanted to do you know to add vocals though i i didn't want to do it in the traditional verse chorus verse kind of sense like i'd say you know like a cruisy front drive or I, even like apple seed gas like um, fish in the sky like when you listen to that song like it's not really verse chorus verse and he only has i don't know three or four lines like throughout the song that you know he just repeats so that that's something i feel like oh, I, i'd love to give that a try and this was kind of like the test to you know maybe see how how it would work and maybe see how people would react to it because you know so there there's some people they they prefer things to be instrumental and uh some people they they do want to hear vocals some but maybe they don't like it so <laughs> it, it, it was just uh it was just i don't know trying to be a little creative with it um but trying to make it sound uh uh presentable um so uh, in the studio, uh, the uh, producer that we worked with, we um, I had him tweak some things uh, with my vocals, like add reverb and effects to it. Like I was trying to go for a vocal sound that was similar to one of the uh, earlier versions of Ceremony by New Order, which I don't know what they were using. If they were using anything, like that's early 80s that we're talking right there but mm -hmm. i wanted to like try to capture like how they were doing it and try to present it um in this form 
And then obviously Cabin is kind of like this uh, sprawling end of the album, six minute plus track, which I feel like that's one that I especially appreciate the kind of like the space between the instrumentals on. Um, Can you talk a little bit about how that one came together? Yeah. So that came together. I I had written a, I think it was, yeah, it was, it was 2017 around the time. And uh, it was just something that I had written on the acoustic guitar that um, I, at the time I wasn't planning on using it for speak memory, but uh, whenever Cody and I started practicing, uh, because Cody joined the band probably in um, the middle of 2017. And it was like a few months after that, that uh, we were getting together, trying to write some songs and, at the time, it was a bit difficult because we weren't sure um, what we were doing exactly as far as, well, uh, do do you just show me something and I write to it? or And I don't know. And plus, I, I'm not really good at just coming up with things right off the cuff. I, I like to kind of pre-plan what I have and then show show it to someone and we go from there. So... Uh, I decided to show it to, to Cody and you know see what he thought and he was in love with it and we had just been uh, working on that for well ever since then we had tried adding it uh, into the the set for a while uh, but for for reasons uh, we weren't able to until uh, I think once we got to the middle or late part of 2019 that, we finally got around to uh, practicing it as a full band and yeah um that's how how it came together um to the the most boring <laughs> uh, story of all all time nice. and i mean i'm curious like with live shows starting to come back and stuff like how what is a, a speak memory live show like how do you what is kind of like your main focus when you uh bring these songs to life on stage Oh, my, my main focus is to try to give a, a performance that you don't normally see, um, with a band like us. So like, uh, when, like before the pandemic upended shows for, for the time being, we'd start off the show with like, you know, little ambient sounds and then, uh, we'd have like these interludes between certain songs as to you know, try to keep ourselves from talking to the crowd too much because <laughs> um, th- that that that's like a vice of mine or was a vice uh, uh, in the past with speak memory. It's like I would just talk a lot like in between songs because it's like, well, you know, how, how do I keep everyone's attention? And, <laughs> and it got to a point where it's like, oh, no, like we have to like cut one or two songs from the list or from the set list because... I just spent too much time talking. So do I do the interludes uh, just for that reason. But, you know, it's also like, oh, th- this would be something cool to try out. Like, you know, I remember seeing bands in the past uh, do that sort of thing. And um, it always captivated me and inspired me to want to do the same thing. And depending on where we're playing at, we, we try to have like visuals too um, playing behind us, like another idea that, that i got like i i think when i saw uh, apple seedcast when they're doing their uh 
10th uh, anniversary tour for a low level owl like you know they had projectors up and they had a uh, you know different videos playing and other bands like that i saw in the past like esther drain or unwed sailor like did the same thing and i i just thought it'd be cool to to, to do that as well because uh i don't know i i don't recall that many bands nowadays doing that i mean th- there's some but you know it, it's so uncommon and it's just something I'd, I'd like to you know brain into a live show like kind of give everyone to experience you know what it is that we do um oh and i and i was discussing this with with a friend of mine uh, yesterday our our drummer uh like every time we play our drummer plays different notes um a lot of the times like it's hard to explain like the structure is still the same it's not like we're writing like you know he's doing something completely new but you know it's it's one of those things where it's like a snapshot uh for the time like you know this is what you know he did at this show and the next show he might do something completely different that just wows people it's uh I, I, I guess it's like a jazz drummer thing. I don't know, but, but it's pretty cool. And I think it's why I'm so, you know, why I always encourage people to come out to see us live because, you know, whatever you hear on the recording doesn't necessarily reflect what it is that we do in a live setting. Mm-hmm. I, I uh, have a problem with quality filters for my jokes. So I hope you and listeners will forgive me, but I have to say that I love that as a math rock band, it sounds like you're very calculated with your live sets. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Um, and then, you know, I always like to wrap up the show the same way, which is just by asking for a piece of advice or something you've been thinking about lately, whether it's music or life or whatever else that you want to share. Um. I guess the best piece of advice I could give is to always be kind to don't um, overthink things too much and uh, to always keep optimistic that, you know, things happen for a reason and that doesn't necessarily mean that whatever dreams and or aspirations that you have aren't going to happen Um, just kind of allows you to, you know, to, keep focused and you know if you keep focused you're kind and you know you you don't get a you don't quit whatever it is that you're doing you know whatever you aspire to be or whatever dreams you want to have come true that they'll happen just just keep at it and things will fall into place love it love it and is there anything else that we haven't hit on about adirondack or the band in general that uh, you've been really wanting to get out so for Adirondack, like uh, we're going to release it on vinyl, and the first fifty copies, there, there are these postcards that Chris from Clear Story AV, the label that's playing it out, um, it's it's something that he made where the first fifty copies will have uh, four postcards, and it'll be like the cover of the EP as well as uh, pictures of uh, trails, lakes, and cabins. So for anyone that's into collecting things of that nature um i would encourage you to pre-order and collect it It, it's pretty cool i I have them and uh yeah chris is just the best uh because originally we were kind of thinking oh do you want to do like a poster or do you want to do this i'm like well this would seem more uh genuine and kind of uh 
you know, like once it's gone, it's gone. Yeah. And I feel like the, the fact that it's not like poster size also makes it kind of like a little bit more intimate and like kind of fits with the music very well as well. Mm-hmm. And, and also like uh, posters are kind of hard to maintain. Like uh, <laughs> I, I was going through my, my storage unit and there were these posters that I had uh, back in high school that they're all crumpled and everything. And, it's like there's no way for me to restore them. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, so it's like uh, a- any way to keep someone from going through that same heartache. And with that, another episode of Fly on the Call comes to a close. Be sure to check out Adirondack by Speak Memory when it comes out this Friday. It's a really cool release to lose yourself in for a little while, and I think a lot of you will dig it. Fly on the Call is brought to you by Sound Talent Media. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Michaela Jane for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FlyOnTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at FlyOnTheCallPod at gmail.com. Get out there and experience some nature. Hi, this is Chad Nicefield. And this is Justin Press. We're the host of Making Waves, the Shiprock Podcast, a part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. We're inviting you to sail away with us on an epic journey in musical enlightenment. Every week, we bring you only the best artists in rock music and discuss everything from the cruise to the stage to the saga of being a professional recording artist. We'll have lots of special guests along the way, so tune in every week. Your stateroom is available every Monday morning, so welcome aboard.